the birthplace of the Bohemian Revolution. From Cowork 591 Studios, this is the Steve Brown Arts Center Podcast Network with co-host Dale Reber and special guest Jill Shemin, plus producer Blake Tempest. I'm Jim Gillespie, and this is the Jessup News for June 26th, 2023. On today's podcast, we have Jill Shemin, who's going to talk about Buchanan County tourism. We talk about winners and losers. We do the ninth segment of Ogmandino's book on how to be successful. We look at the events inside the Steve Brown Arts Center. We give you the top stories in Jessup. We discuss service and arts. But tonight, we're going to start first with uh, Jill Shellman. Welcome, Jill. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Jill, first, what's your title with uh, Buchanan County? The Buchanan County Director of Tourism. Okay, and I guess, I guess, what's your responsibility? So I am trying to grow and promote all of the activities and events and um, attractions that we have in our area for Buchanan County and try to drive tourism into our county. Okay, um, it is, do you, do you go out and recruit um, as far as you go out of the area or is that in your plans? It is in our plans, yes. We've been talking about how we could possibly go into other parades and different things to promote our county to outside areas. Oh, that's, that's, that's neat. So, so um, Jill, what are some of your outlets for how people can find out what's going on in Buchanan County? Sure. Um, on our social media, on Facebook, um, Buchanan County Tourism, or on our website is TravelBuchanan.com. Those are two of the best places to look. Um, what surprised you about your job so far, Jill? Um, just meeting all the people. I love getting to know so many different people that I never met yet, and I'm excited to meet all the other people I haven't met yet. <laughs> all right. Well, tell us about your family a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I was born and raised basically here in Jessup. Um, my husband is from Michigan, and we have three children, and we still reside in Jessup. Okay. What's your husband's first name? Brian. Brian. Okay. And do you, do you want to shout out your children? Great chance to, yeah. to say hi to your kids here. So Carter is my oldest, and McKinley is the middle, and then Gabby is my youngest. You, you were telling us uh, before the show got started that you got one going into high school. Yeah, so. yep. So no pressure. That it's, uh, no. How did you get the guy here from Michigan? Um, he moved here for John Deere. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. The... Um, what, Jill, what did you do prior to uh, working for Buchanan County? Yeah, um, I've done a lot of different things from city council to real estate, but my latest was um, secretary at Don Bosco High School. Okay. It, I was at Bosco for one year. It's, it's a neat place to be. It is. Yeah. Yep. Through the show tonight, Jill, um, we'll, we'll throw it to you a little bit and ask you what's got, what you have going on. In the county, and and what should people watch for? Um, feel free to jump in with Dale and I. Yeah, I was going to ask you, on the news tonight, they were talking about Sturgis Falls. Mm -hmm. And the last report they had, or the last time anybody figured it was almost 10 years ago, but they said it was worth like between 4 and $5 million to the economy of Cedar yes. Falls. Now, I'm assuming Buchanan County thinks that your position will bring money into Buchanan County. Absolutely. Okay, is, is there a way uh, that how people figure how much extra money is brought in because tourists come in or that sort of thing? Yes. Um, the Travel Iowa is the Iowa Travel um, Tourism, mm -hmm. and they have um, a report called The Arrivalist, and that has all that information on how much okay. is brought into the county, how many overnight stays you've had, and what months you have the most visitors things like that oh okay i know last year uh i think it was uh the our iowa magazine had tours and they stopped at jessup and uh mm -hmm. i can't think of her name it makes the cupcakes oh rachel <laughs> rachel rachel was uh catering it and so i was down in there uh doing a little thing but uh they were going out to the amish area mm -hmm. to some of the stores and i suppose just to see some farms and is there do you can you see, is there some way you can coordinate with the Amish community as far as bringing more people in? Or Yes. Um, we're working on getting new maps 
put out of the different shops in the Amish community. Mm -hmm. And then there's also some possibility of some tours being set up. Okay. Uh, these people were from all over. Right. And uh, I don't know how much money they spent in Buchanan yeah. County, but cause, but they had been in uh, the Amanda's, I think, before they came here, and they were going somewhere else afterward. But mm -hmm. uh, I guess it was good for Rachel's business, so there was money spent there, right. sure. Yeah. And so and no, they didn't pay me. So. Uh, <laughs> what, what, is, what takes up the majority of your time, Jill? Um, so right now it's kind of the behind-the-scenes work, <clears throat> getting stuff set up with Travel Iowa so that – People can find us on their website, um, and then we're just working on reworking on our website. Uh, we have to put out a new travel guide, so we're working on that, and then the Amish maps. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So, and does every town like just Farmers Day is coming up, and like Fairbank Days, or mm -hmm. and uh, I know Aurora, they have Aurora Days. There's mm -hmm. Hayes Days. Does every community yep. have a little thing like that? Um, just about. There's a few that don't necessarily have a town celebration, but mm -hmm. they have different events. Okay. Place. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you know, really push up the the fire pan, the frying pan over at Brandon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yep. And several of my kids have had their picture taken in that frying pan. So. Yeah. Have you, Jimmy, ever been there? To the I, I've okay. been. I've right. been to the cowboy uh, breakfast. The oh, cowboy okay. breakfast is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. You know, anything dealing with food is good, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> but really, if you sat down and made a list of all the different things that would bring people uh, into the county, actually, it would be quite a good list. Yeah. Uh, yep. If you, know, you don't think about it from a single point of view, but you get them all together, that would be a nice list. So, mm -hmm. uh, so, like, in your office, Jill, do you have a giant calendar of events going on? Um, no, not necessarily in the office, but in my computer. Okay. <laughs> I definitely yeah. do. It's a modern age. Yeah, yeah. It is a modern age. It's, the uh, I would have like a calendar too, the, yeah. the size I, of that I, wall there so. uh, of things set up. Um, I'm a visual person, Jill. Sure. So um, what what is uh, what's so let, let's start a little bit. What's the, an upcoming event? This comes out Monday the 26th. This uh, podcast. So, what's the an upcoming event? Um, the next one that we have coming up is Friday, June thirtieth. Is the Jessup Lions Club truck and tractor pull, and that is from six thirty to nine thirty p.m. Okay. okay. Um, one other, one other question before uh, we go on with the show here. Do you have like a, a contact person in each community in the county, or or a go-to person? Or? Yeah, we do. And then each county or each community also has like a community club, generally mm -hmm. that we can reach out to too as well and help mm -hmm. them promote their okay. events that way. So a lot of your new responsibilities are making a lot of personal contacts, I would imagine, in all these towns and yes, getting the group. Yeah, okay, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Okay. Throughout the throughout tonight's show, Jill's going to give us events that are going to go on this uh, summer and okay. and probably fall a little bit. Yep. So so thanks for being here with Dale and I, Jill. Thank you. So remember, the Steve Brown Arts Center is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that has a vision for artists, young and old alike, to have the opportunity to better themselves while helping to build the skills of those around them. We will be offering community programming starting in Jessup, Iowa, before expanding to neighboring communities. With, with, with Jill joining us, this affords us that opportunity. Programming will include a community speaker series that will showcase existing creatives who reside within the community, as well as a pop-up series that will spotlight and partner with local businesses to provide opportunities for community engagement. The long-range vision is to house a rural artist residency program for professional and emerging artists in all areas of the arts and humanities. Artists will be offered accommodations and studio space in exchange for a contribution of labor and maintenance of the buildings and grounds. Um, Dale, do you have any update on Farmer's Day? Uh, yeah, a few. Uh, we have, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what the last time I talked about before we say we had a rocket up during the uh, the car cruise and uh, it looks really really nice and uh, we had several nice comments on it and the uh, NASA ambassadors that are going to be here there's only two of these that they made we have the second one there's only two of them and we're going to use it kind of as 
in front of where they're going to be speaking is a you know a sign or and they're thinking they may they'd like to have it and so we're hoping that they will buy it from oh, us because okay. we got a lot of money stuck in that thing and we need to get some of it back. Okay. Uh, but it looks really really nice. Uh, we have a chance to get a an astronaut. Uh, it's. 80% maybe. Really? Yeah, we'll have an astronaut come to be available to uh, talk with people and, and sign memorabilia and that sort of thing. So uh, that's looking pretty good. Uh, so I think there's going to be, and uh, I know I gave you the schedule, but it, and the sign boards over there in the park and all the, the big activities are on there. So there's a lot of nice talent. And uh, the main thing is, is, is you can come, and it's all free. All the entertainment is free. And so if you want to buy food or, you know, carnival rides, that sort of thing, that's up to you. But uh, the, uh, the entertainment in the pavilion is all free. And mm -hmm. so uh, I just emptied the, f we got funnel cake mix and donut mix now, ready mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. And funnel the Methodist cake. Church is going to do the popcorn and the ice cream. And uh, we're, 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 we bought a brand new popcorn popper. Okay. And a table to put it on. And we bought oil and popcorn, too, and bags. All right. So we're going great guns, see. And then if we get Shelly to come down and... From the dairy cone and shows how to run the ice cream machine, we'll be in business. See, so, so yeah, so things are going really well. I think we're it's coming together really well. I think I think it's going to be a great, you know, with the weather. The weather is good. We're going to have a great program. So I hope a lot of people will come from all over the county and all over the state. So, well, the uh, one of the things the Steve Brown Arts Center is involved in, we we special the grand prize winner of the art show. Okay. Um, that's one thing we're involved in. We're also doing um, the story core at the band pavilion um, for two or three segments mm -hmm. this year. Last year we were there as well, and and the farm farmers day committee was kind enough to let us use the pavilion again or the 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 band pavilion again this mm -hmm. year. Um, some of the highlights, the first night, Mayor Chris Even speaks or does a welcoming speech at 7 p.m. in the Park Pavilion. Um, the Prince and Princess Committee or, or contest is at 7.05. Um, the Boy Scout Eating Contest is at 8.30. Dale, can we play it on you? <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're serving ice cream this year, so I get these real bad brain freezes, you know, oh, with too okay. much ice cream. And so... I, otherwise, I'd be right in the middle of it. So. All right. Um, and then Belvins and Powers is on, or are on at 9 o'clock mm -hmm. um, to wind up the night. Well, we also have all those inflatables that night. Okay. And all these inflatables and the, the hatchet throwing and all that's, well, the inflatables, there's a wristband. I think the hatchet throwing is free. You can, you know, throw at the targets and everything. Right. But the inflatables, there's a wristband charge, I believe, of $10 that, for the fire department. And uh, so there is that. And I was going to, one more thing that's new mm -hmm. is that, and this was Kevin West's idea, which we Kevin was, was a guest on here. Was he really? Yeah, no, I talked to him. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> we're going to have a big pile of sand. We're going to have moon rocks in there. And the kids can dig in there, and if they find a gold or silver moon rock, well, that would be worth a prize to them. See, oh, cool. We're going to reload the sand pile every now and then. Mm -hmm. And so maybe two or three different times we'll have a, a, a time period where the kids can come in and dig for moon rocks. And so uh, I think that would be a lot of fun for the kids. So Okay. So, um, so, so that's, that is July 6th, 7th, and 8th, correct? Close enough. It's somewhere. It's after the 4th of July. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, um, yeah, July 6th, 7th, and 8th. Then they have one event, I believe. I, I believe there's a special event, Sunday, July 10th, the Community Gospel Hour and Ice Cream Social with, with Bill Crystal. Um, in the Park Pavilion at 2 o'clock, mm -hmm. and that's free as well. That's right. that's a first time, I believe. No, that would be the third year we've done that. Oh, the third year, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. okay. You go to church more, <laughs> uh, I, You're right, Mr. Mr. Reed. Uh, you you are said, right. No, uh, it's uh, a gospel hour, and mainly he sings, and a lot of gospel songs and some patriotic songs, and we have ice cream and cake and cookies and that sort of thing, and it's it's all free, and uh, so it's just kind of a nice farewell uh, to Farmers Day each year. And uh, there's room for more people, I guess. I'll just say that 
there's room for more people to come than came last year. All right. So, all right, but it's it's a it's a fun time. And oh, Bill has been here, I don't know, 10, 11 years in a row, and okay. this is something that he just kind of throws in on his. Own. It's not uh, something we pay him for. Neat. He just stays over and does it for us, and uh, works out real nice. So yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, tell us, uh, give us another event you got uh, that you know about going on in Buchanan County here this summer. Um, Monday, July 3rd through the 4th is Celebrate Indian Independence with the live music and, of course, the parade and fireworks. Uh-huh. Right. Some games. I think they're doing some wrestling this year. So. And so what's the banner? Things. There's a banner now about the walking in the park or... The Riverwalk Park. The Riverwalk yep, Park. Yeah, that's down down by the river where a lot of the activities happen. Okay, so that's along with the, that's the third yep. and fourth. Okay, they don't have a date on there, so I didn't yeah. know if it's a yep. separate event or not. Okay. Um, neat. Thank you. So so that's that's a big that's a big five days there in Buchanan County. The third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. The third and fourth are the Celebrate Indian, and the fifth through the ninth are the Buchanan County Fair. Okay, there you go. So there's a lot going yeah. on in the county. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. there is. Well, well, Dale, um, let's go to a, let's go to a normal uh, segment that we have on um, the winners and losers of the week. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to uh, think well, about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess I talk, talk about Hunter Biden. I guess, uh, and I don't know if he's a winner or a loser. In this case, uh, I can see it both ways, but I can see him back in 15 and 16, probably somebody saying, you know, Hunter, you shouldn't be doing drugs and not paying your taxes because, you know, it looked bad for your dad when he runs for mm-hmm. president. Hey, my dad's 100 years old. He's not running for president. And then, you know, he actually does run for president right. and win. And so now it's it's looking bad for him. But uh, it sounds like uh, he was having a lot of personal physical problems back then and didn't pay his taxes, and then uh, the gun charge, I guess, if you, uh, they ask you when you're buying a gun, I didn't realize this, are you using illegal drugs? And if you say yes, they can't sell you the gun. Really? That's what, <laughs> so I thought, okay, I thought anybody could buy a gun. But, uh, so he bought a gun as, uh, because he was a drug user and he bought a, a, a gun that was a, a charge against him. But I, that sounds like that's going to be dropped. Okay. But, uh, and, the Republicans are in a kind of an uproar, but the the but the Department of Justice, but the Department of Justice said, "Hey, we kept our hands entirely off of it. It started before we were here, and the prosecutor is a, a Trump appointee, and we gave him full authority. We have not interfered with him in any way. And if you have any questions about why he's making this deal, you need to talk with him because." And so uh, they're looking pretty good at it, but then of course the Republicans are outraged that he get off so easy and. They're going so hard after their guy, and so, so uh, I guess I'll say Hunter is a winner in, in most way. I think he could. I think people were looking at something much much worse for him, and so I will say that he kind of won a little bit here. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. that's interesting. That's interesting. You would have him as a winner. My winner is uh, is high school yearbook director Serena Andrews. Um, she spends at least a month and a half every summer working on the yearbook, um, at least four hours a day, mm-hmm. all summer long. And it is, it is an amazing task that, that she has. She, Jill, did you have Serena? Yeah, I was actually on yearbook with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, she is such a detailed person and such a perfectionist that, that, she, she won't leave it alone until it's perfect. Right. And because of, because of that, she's she's my winner this uh, this week. That's a good. That's mm-hmm. a good winner. Yeah. 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 Um, who's your loser? My be? loser is the Iowa High School uh, boys. The uh, company that has the contract to uh, televise all the championships and all the mm-hmm. sports has decided that they're to, for streaming. You have to pay $10 for one event or $19, like, for the whole tournament. And uh, as I understand it, the, the, the high school boys' union is actually suing them or to, going after them, trying to get them to, to change that policy. And uh, 
So I think uh, the state of Iowa, if you look at the girls' union, everything's on public television, and you can watch it all over the state, whereas with, uh, with the boys, you have to uh, really know where to find it, and you have to pay for the streaming now and this sort of thing, and so they're wanting to charge. So I would say the Iowa High School Boys Athletic Union, whatever they're called, uh, they would be my losers right now because it's looking bad for them compared to what the girls' uh, athletic union does for the girls. Yeah, they. I can remember. Uh, I was still teaching and coaching when they signed the contract with that company. I think it was two thousand six. I believe they said today. Yeah. So and they were a lot of people were up in arms that uh, it doesn't cover the whole state yeah. either. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're, you're right. Yeah. So so that that's a good choice. Um, my loser is the carbon capture pipeline going through going through people's properties. There's a lot of people up in arms about that, and there's, there's fights in the court. There's, they, they've backed a lot of this off, Dale, and, and I don't see, I don't see um, this going through at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, sort of, it's sort of like... Um, the windmills that have went up around Iowa. Have you heard anything about windmills just south of town here, out by the interstate? I have. Twenty. Someone was talking about that last week. That someone is working to put up X number of windmills. Uh, somebody's ready to sell them or lease them the land or whatever, and that uh, they have to have the hearings. But there's a lot of no windmill signs up, and the, mm-hmm. the neighbors are not real thrilled with all this going on, and so. Uh, that's all I heard was just one person talking <coughs> about it, but they seem pretty sure of themselves. So I have read the uh, charter of Jessup, and it talks about how, it talks about how things cannot be built within a certain amount of miles mm-hmm. of Jessup. So I would be surprised, you know, if it was very close to yeah. Jessup. Well, they had a thing in Texas. If any of your neighbors within 25 miles complain about your windmill, then you have to go through some special process to, to mm-hmm. get it approved and keep it. So uh, 25 miles in Iowa, there would be no windmills because right. <laughs> they just can't get them that far apart. So. Well, Julia, you talked about the Buchanan County Fair, so give us those mm-hmm. dates again. Um, that is a July 5th through the 9th. Yeah, um, do, do you know the... Uh, the show, do you know any of the shows or not? I, um, I've heard them and I can't remember. I know, <laughs> same here. Yeah. Um, the one main guy that they had left. They've done a nice job recently of bringing in some pretty good shows. Yeah. So. And I'll stick in here. Uh, we've had this many years that Farmer's Day and the county fair are the same weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's not our choice. We are, if we're going to have the carnival we have, which is a very good carnival, then we have to use the date that they give us. And so that's why we're always going to say we cannot move. And so we don't like going head-to-head against the fair, and I don't think the fair probably likes it. But there's nothing we can do about that and right. still have uh, the carnival. But uh, we say, well, we were here first, and then the fair moved their date. <laughs> and it wasn't the fair's fault either. When they moved up the state fair, mm-hmm. then all the county fairs had to move up to get their people approved to go to the state fair yeah. and so it's just one of those things but uh there's no malice or forethought it's just the way it worked out and it's nobody's fault it's just the way right. it is and so uh and luckily they're close so hopefully they can go to both of them well that's the thing that's what we always hope right. yeah because uh we want the fair to be successful and we want our, our own show to be successful yep. also and uh, next year it may be different because we're our carnival because of its because of the fourth of july being towards the end of the week our carnival will not be able to come here, okay. but we are uh, working to get a different one. And if we do that, we'll probably be a different date. And you know, okay. we say we're willing to move our date. We mm-hmm. just, and then the next year, it would probably be back. But at least that one year, right. might be different. So, yeah. so that's we're trying to do that. So, okay, just now you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Good information. Yeah. All right. Um, in library news this week, uh, the Little Tot Story Time meets every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. for songs and stories and more. The Spice Club, the June Spice is Tajin. I get you, get yours today at the front desk. The Summer Story Time in the Park, join us each Thursday morning in June at various parks in Jessup. This week, 
It's at Parker Muncie Pioneer Park um, between the streets of 10th Church and Ainsworth. The summer breeding program helps us promote reading for all ages under the theme All Together Now. For summer 2023, join us every Wednesday in June at 10.30 a.m. Um, this week's theme is kindness. Movie Monday, June, today at 1 p.m. For, for 80 for Brady, that's the Academy Award nominee Lula Tomlin and winners Gene Fonda, Rita Marino, and Sally Field star in a hilarious and heartfelt comedy inspired by a true story of friendship and adventure. Four lifelong friends set out on an unforgettable journey to see their hero Tom Brady play in Super Bowl 51 and witness one of the greatest comebacks in sports history, discovering that it's never too late to live life to the fullest. Duke Otherwise, clever lyrics and superb music on Wednesday, June 28th. That's this Wednesday at 1 p.m. at Jessup Elementary School with his guitar, tap shoes, and district baritone, distinct baritone. Duke signs, sings hilarious and imaginative songs that are outrageous, fun for all ages. The Jessup Public Library program is free and open to the public. Fontana critters help us send off the red-eyed tree frog and welcome our July critter from Fontana Park on Wednesday, July 5th at 11 a.m. The Jessup Public Library will be closed for Independence, Observ Independence Day observance July 4th. Closed for Farmer's Day, a reminder that the JPL closes at 4 p.m. Thursday, July 6th, and remains closed through the weekend for Farmer's Day celebration. Support the Jessup Public Library and buy Velvet Coffee and the Bookworm Blend. Also, you can buy a Polar Camel water, water, water bottle. I've got, it's easy for you to say, Dale. <laughs> um, new things to check out at Jessup Public Library is more than books. Remember, you can get STEM activity bags, cookie cutters, and more at no charge through interlibrary loans. Don't forget the Dolly Parton Imagination Library. We are excited to bring you and your children the gift of books. The free service is available for children age 0 to 5 living in the Jessup School District. A new age-appropriate book will be mailed every month until their fifth birthday. Enroll online today. And then don't forget the 1,000 books before kindergarten. Um, you are your child's first teacher, and your home is where your child begins to learn. Have any new books or on the list? Um, there's nothing on the list, Mr. Okay. Reber. Um, you're a good, you're a good, uh, you're a good customer there. Have you seen any new books in there? Well, I've seen some new books, yes, and uh, I'm reading one about the search for the city of Z, and it's about this uh, famous explorer. I can't think of his name right now, of course. Uh, Exploring in the Amazon rainforest and uh, is one of the last places on earth to really be explored. And mm -hmm. he's looking for this uh, lost city. I'm only halfway through it, so I don't know if he finds it or not. I, I never heard of anybody finding one there, so I don't think he does. Right. <laughs> but mm -hmm. It's amazing the diseases and <coughs> parasites, and I mean, that's no place to go. Uh, and, and the natives are, uh, are uh, they know lots of different ways to make you dead. So, yeah. Yeah. I should have volunteered to read that. I'm sorry. With your throat. That's all right. No, you're doing. You're doing fine there. Um, so, so Jill, is uh, give us another uh, thing going on in the county this okay. month. Um, we have a couple more. Aurora is having their Fourth of July celebration on the fourth. Um, Raleigh Days is having their 150th celebration. All right. On Friday, July 21st through Sunday, July 23rd. And then I think you're going to talk a little bit more about Littleton's Watermelon Day. Yep. 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 That's coming up as well. Uh, thank you. Thank you for that mention. Uh, as far as Cowork, Cowork has a burrito express today from 11 till 7. Franny is from Edgewood is here tomorrow, the 27th, from 11 till 2. And Wiley Coyote Grill is here the 28th, 
excuse me, Wednesday from 11 till 6. So make sure you stop by. Um, Kelly does an incredible job of bringing food trucks to the... Oh, yeah. I, I didn't realize there were so many around. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. It is. So, so those are the three that we have this week. So stop, stop in. Also stop in to see Kelly about possibly getting a membership here at, at Cowork 591. Did you stop? The ice cream people that are going to be at Littleton were here. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Yeah. And I didn't. I was kind of. I wanted to come and see what they were like, but I never got a chance to. Did you have a chance to stop? Or? I was. I was out of state that day, okay. so I, I didn't have the opportunity. Okay. So neither I, one of us know any more no, than we did before. Okay. No. Um, no one is surprised. Jill, can you tell us anything about rolled ice yes. cream? What is rolled ice cream? Yeah. Um, it's just like it says. It's rolled, and then they stick it in the cup. And my daughters came and tried some. They really enjoyed it. Ah, all right. And what about the rolling makes it better? Or? I don't know. Oh, okay. It just makes it more fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. It's the presentation. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. Um, very good. Thank you. We have no good news here. We have no obituaries from White's oh, Funeral Home. That's very good. Uh, that is very good. Yep. Uh, the, the. How do you feel? Uh, I, I'm feeling frog. Right. You're going to jump, well, probably. All, yeah. right. All right. I have a story, though, about a unincorporated town similar to Littleton. Okay. So let's, let, before we talk about that unincorporated town, let's talk about uh, the Littleton Free Watermelon Day. Joe, what date is that? That is Saturday, July 29th. Okay. Do you have the times or not? Noon to 8. Noon to 8. So... Uh, some of the music from one to three. Um, we have Belvins and Powers. Belvins and Powers also playing Farmers Day yes, this year. Yes, they are, year. and they've played several times at Farmers Day, and mm-hmm. they do a nice job. Yes, they do. Chet Reagan music with Mandy McClary plays from three to five. She does a nice job too. Yes, uh, Mandy's an exceptional singer. Chet has a repertoire of songs that is endless, mm-hmm. and uh, the Bad Habits Band. Plays then from 6 till 8. Um, the venues uh, for those, um, Belvins and Powers, is at Reyes Concrete. Reagan and McCleary are at the Littleton Chatham Historical Society stage. And um, ba- the Bad Habits Band is on the Reyes Concrete stage um, those nights. Um, we have a wonderful do- donation of stages from from Mayor Chris Even. Okay. And he's he was here talking about that. He was. Yeah, yes. Nice yes. Um, he's he's providing picnic tables. He's providing um, tents and chairs and the like. Um, we also have a we have a special artist we've had here before. Barb Prawl will be doing a painting in. Um, the Littleton Lounge that day from about 2 until 5. Um, she's amazing. I'm going to try to talk her into doing that intersection and then making some prints and using that as a fundraiser for the, oh, for sure. the Steve Brown Arts Center. Yeah. Now, she, she has wine with hers, right? Is that a... Uh, well, because of some... Some insurance problem and ah. some legal problems. We can do <laughs> wine with, with her. You can or cannot? We cannot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those pesky lawyers. Yeah, again. It, it is. All uh, right. In, insurance, insurance. Yeah, insurance costs almost double and triple when you get alcohol yeah. with any activity. It does. Uh-huh. But Barb, Barb is wonderful. I urge you, if you can. Even sober, you'll have a good time. You will. All right. If, if you... Uh, Get a chance. She has a studio in Marion, okay. and it's her, not only her studio, but she she sells her work out of it. She does four pieces of art a week, and she's ninety years old. Yeah, wow. she frames her own stuff. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Two other artists we have: we have a colored pencil artist by the name of Bruce Gordon from Granny Center, and Helen Hunter, a watercolor artist from Marion as well. So um, we urge you to get to see them as well that day. Um, we are uh, we are taking taking bets. Um, Can you do that? We are. Oh, okay. uh, it, 
um, for entertainment purposes only. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we are taking bets. Okay. Um, that of how many people will come, we're insured for 250 people. Okay. So, so we would like to see more than 250 people. Yeah. But if we see more than 250 people, you might see me do a cartwheel that day, Jill. <laughs> yeah, you might. Yeah. Okay. We shared it on social media and had over 9,000 views. So. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful! Wow, I'm gonna have to practice my car. I think you better, Chris. <laughs> yeah. People will come now. Oh, just to God. see that. Yeah. Um, as far as food, we have free watermelon from four into five, provided by the Independence FFA. Um, Get that many people through the line in just an hour? Or? We will find oh, a way. I right. promise. Okay. You know, if I've got to throw it on the ground and break them <laughs> to do it, we'll do that. Okay. Um, You're a real problem solver. I'm I saying. am. Okay. The uh, the Lions Club will be serving hamburgers and bratwurst, hot dogs, etc. Uh-huh. Um, out of the garage there at, at uh, the Littleton Lounge. Um, Boyd's food truck will be there, and totally rolled ice cream from Northeast Iowa will be there as well. The sponsors include Littleton Lounge, Reyes Concrete, the Littleton Chatham Historical Society. Jacobson's Fabrication and Repair, Dream Chaser Acres, Boyd's Food Truck, the Jessup Lions Club, Independent School FFA, Thomas James, Totally Rolled Ice Cream from Northeast Iowa, Even Events and Rentals, Derek's Repair Shop, and the Independence Bulletin Journal is also a sponsor of the first year. So... Um, Joe, what else do we have going on in the county? So we have Brandon Days, um, August 4th and 5th, and Lamont Days, also August 5th. Okay. So the Brandon Days, is that where they have the cowboy breakfast, or is that separate? That's separate. Okay. That's in the fall. <laughs> in the fall, okay. Yep, but they'll have a parade, and they've got a bunch of different, um, I think they have a baseball game and mm-hmm. food and music and all that. Okay, well, that sounds great. Yeah. As it does. So... Mr. Reber, I've got a question for you. Do you right. know, what's the difference between an incorporated town and an unincorporated town? Well, as I understand, a corporated town <coughs> would have a city government. Okay. And an unincorporated town would not have a city government, and it's the county that provides the city services, the police and fire and that sort of thing. Well done. Okay. Very good. Very, exactly. Is that it? Okay. Exactly, Dale. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You don't need so, to sound so surprised. So, well, and I, and I don't. <laughs> I, I, that was the definition I was looking for. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I was able to yeah. provide it. So. Yeah. Um, the uh, Littleton is an unincorporated mm-hmm. town, although Niall McMartin for many years has been called the mayor of Littleton. Sure. Yeah. But uh, it, it's only in... In love that people call in the mayor. Yeah, you don't have to have those elections. That That's right. Cause trouble. Yeah. That's right. Um, but anyhow, there is an unincorporated town in Texas that I'll, I'll bet you probably all three of you know. It is called Lukenbach, Texas. Okay. Have you ever heard of that, Jill? I have not. Really? I have. It's in, it's in a song. Right? Yes, it is. A song by Waylon Jennings. Texas and Willie and the Boys. Is yeah, Willie okay. and Waylon and the Boys. Yeah. Very good. The, the actual name of the song is Back to the Basics of Love. Okay. I but, did not know that. So. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it is it is about Lukenbach, Texas. And so... Um, this reptile alien here that you're looking at has a story about Lukenbach, Texas. Years ago, was dating a lady from a suburb of Austin called Pflugerville. Okay. Have you ever heard of Pflugerville? No, I have not. No. Um, spell it and you win a grand prize selected <laughs> especially for you, Dale. Uh, the the uh, it's it's PF. Oh, okay. See, I would have missed it. Yeah, it's like Flash Phelps on Sirius Radio. There you so go. It's a PF. Yeah, PH guy. I know. PF. But but um, I I won't embarrass her, her and say her name. But okay. her sisters called her Mosh. Okay. Um, Mosh was from East Africa, and and I told my cousin Diana many times that I. I had outkicked my coverage with Ma. She, I, yeah. she was far better than I deserved to be around. But she had a terrible taste in music, 
Well, I think you're going to say in men. <laughs> well, probably, probably that too. That's okay. probably why she hung around me. But, but uh, she had three daughters, and her her daughters had a huge influence. So she liked the modern stuff. Sure. Well, well, when I started hanging around her, I started trying to influence her with the with the country and western. You know, you go to West Texas and country and western are country western swing are the is the type of music yeah um, like that, is it the blues brothers movies or where the guys that we play both kinds of music country and western <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> well she didn't want anything to do with it but but i used to sing uh, to her um Wayland's song back to the basics of love okay and and uh did that cement the relationship? Uh, you know, she put up with. <laughs> okay. But she, she, uh, Lugenbach was a hundred miles away from Pflugerville, and and so I played her um, people like Ray Wiley Hubbard um, and a Drunken Poets Dream, in spite of ourselves, by. John Prine and Dublin Blues by Guy Clark, you know, and finally convinced her not only to like that long-haired hippie stuff, yes. but like some country and western stuff. And then I played for her one day a Todd Snyder song, which he talked about Lukenbach, Texas, and how people would steal the sign from Lukenbach, Texas, and get lost. Now, there's a reason I'm not saying her name. I don't want the Texas Rangers going to her house, <laughs> um, as I tell you this story. Yeah, okay. Okay. The, uh, but, but on weekends, when I, when I would go visit Mosh, we would take two, Highway two, 290 West and go to Texas Hill Country and drive to Lukenbach, Texas. And she, her goal was to always steal a sign, but everybody else's goal was to steal <laughs> that sign, sign too. too. Yeah. So it was never there. We never got it done. So, so Mr. Ranger, please don't go to her house. Yeah, um, I'm asking you politely. But it was, it was a, Lukenbach was a town with a population, and they said it was a population of three, Jill. Okay. But really, its population is zero. All that's there is sort of a, a dance hall like the Littleton Lounge. Okay. Okay? And so that during the week, they have music every, live, live music every night. Mm. And a lot of it's outside, and there's 500-year-old oaks that sit around. It's a beautiful place. A lot of guys on Harley Davidsons and, and sitting around it. It was bought back back in 1970. Lugenbach was bought by a man named John Hondo Crouch for thirty thousand dollars. So he owns the whole town. He owned the whole town. Okay. And Mr. Crouch died at the age of 59, but his heirs own. The bar there and something like, oh, 70 acres around the bar. Yeah. It's at an intersection is what it's like, sort of like Littleton, you mm -hmm. know, it's at an intersection there. It's a German, German settled the Texas Hill Country there. So Luckenbach means Gap Creek is what it means. That's the definition. Recently, the last, during COVID, a man started distilling a whiskey by the name of Lukenbach Road Whiskey. And this man decided that he would buy 400 acres close to Lukenbach. And when John Crouch's heirs heard about this, they went into litigation with him. Mm -hmm. Well, on this property, they were going to sell housing developments, they were going to sell Harley Davidsons. They were going to put up hotels. They were going to uh, build a, a salt lick barbecue in this area. And they were going to wreck what is 
an amazing place. Mm. It's a it's a beautiful place. Um, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of Texas Hill Country. Yeah. And so, even to this day, this litigation is still going on. And the closest big town is a hundred miles away. Is that what you said? The closest big town. Yeah. 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 Fredericks Fredericksburg is closer. Fredericksburg would be about the size, I'm guessing, of a Jessup, probably. Okay, so where do all the people come from for the dance hall and everything? Oh, from all over Texas, from, from out of state. Oh, okay. It is, it is a... Well, Waylon and Willie made it quite okay. the place. Okay. And they've done a nice job, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the summertime. It's a, it's a gathering spot. Yeah. So... So, but the, but Luckenbach is a non-incorporated town, mm-hmm. and it's a special place. So that's that's the story for the for the week. It's amazing to me how many. I saw a picture in the paper in Saint Olaf, which is near El Cater. They made a grain bin into a bed and breakfast. It's for a single bed. Single bed. I don't know what's in there. I imagine, but. You can rent it for like $140 a night. And I was saying, I've been at St. Olaf. They have a, a bar there that has magnificent tenderloins. So right. Thinking right. And how many little towns, like Littleton has <laughs> the Littleton Lounge, that a lot of people, that's their place to go. And a lot of these tiny little towns, they have one thing like that, like the Gunderburger or whatever, mm-hmm. that brings people to a, even a very small uh, city like that. So it's just interesting to me how many of those there are around the state that are excellent places to go and get something to eat and you wouldn't really know about it unless you happen to know about it so Blake Blake okay you might have said this and I might have missed it but um did do you know what the name of the county Lukenbach is in well, oh it's in Gillespie County that's in Gillespie I didn't know that. yes it is yes, I it just is. looked yep. that up yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't know that yeah I, I was wasn't gonna blow my horn too hard yeah. about that Blake but you're right yes yes it is can I say something about song lyrics yes went to a baseball game in Hudson and uh, my son is the announcer and so he plays the music between innings and before the game and this one so there was a song going and I was familiar with the song but didn't really know it and uh, I was paying the nice little lady the money for the ticket, and she's right on, outside the fence. And she said, have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song? And I said, no. I have. Well, she said, I've been sitting here listening to it, and it's really kind of nasty. <laughs> and I said, oh, I didn't know that song. Now I have to remember the name of the song so I can look it up, you know. But uh, I, I couldn't wait, of course, to tell my son about it. But uh, kind of fun. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. you got to listen. Joe, what else do you have going on in the county? Um, that's what we have for the city celebrations this summer. Um, we have other attractions that are open, like uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's Cedar Rock. I think Katie Hund was on here about mm-hmm. that. We've got the Buchanan County Visitor Center and Illinois Central Depot Museum, Heartland Acres, Lee Mansion, um, the Farmer's Market in Independence, the Wapsie Mill, um, Historic Route 20 and Freedom Rock. Iowa's largest fry pan in Brandon, yep. uh, Fontana, the Amish communities, uh, Richardson Jakeway historic site, and then we've got a bunch of community um, aquatic centers and different trails and camping and historical societies. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things okay. to do in Buchanan County. There are, there are. We have that little one-room school in Jessup up on North Street. Yeah. I've always thought it'd be nice if somebody, I know the the garden club has the outside looking just fantastic, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure. I haven't been inside for a long time. In the, but I know that they used to take the little kids out and have a day of school out there with right. them. And if that was something that some people would like to see or not, I don't know. We had it open one year during Farmer's Day, and I, we didn't have any, very many people stop. But uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it could be made into something that uh, was kind of neat. Uh, yeah. If, especially while we still have some people alive that actually went to a one-room country school. So Yeah. yeah. Um, Events in the, in, uh, with the Steve Brown Arts Center this week include Art in the Park from 1 until 2 in the Pavilion um, with Mary, Mary Stuben. Um, the Steve Brown Arts Center is at the Independence Farmers Market from 8 until noon this Saturday, or this coming Saturday. And then, as I said, um, the 7th and the 8th, we will be in the Corn, in Corn Band Gazebo the Land of Corn Band Gazebo um, 
from 12 until 7 on July 7th, periodically, and 12 until 6, July 8th. Um, we, we've developed a pretty good library of StoryCorps stories mm, if you good. go to StoryCorps. That's good. Uh, the, don't forget our website is the Steve Brown Arts Center.org. Facebook is the Steve Brown Arts Center, and Twitter is the Steve Brown Arts Center. A shout-out to Josie Lloyd. She manages our Facebook and Twitter, and Kara Masteller runs our website. If you'd like to donate to the Steve Brown Arts Center or have an idea for an event, go to stevebrownartscenter.org and follow the link. Before we go, before we finish, though, Dale has a short story on monarchs. <laughs> I was going to start with throwing out a shot to, uh, and I was in Yvette Vogel. Uh, they had the Red Cross blood drive today, and she has chaired that for many, many years. She uh, makes uh, apple crisps. Cherry crisp, uh, strawberry rhubarb crisp, and, and one other kind with ice cream, and that's something she does. You know what she serves after you give blood. And uh, but uh, I was up there. Open, she was at the Methodist Church. So I was opening the church and helping her set chairs and stuff around. And she puts a lot of work into it, and says that her poor husband helps her a lot too, <laughs> whether he wants to or not. But I just think it's great that somebody like that will have spent I don't know maybe twenty years uh, running that blood drive, and for a very worthy cause. And she had I think. She expected well over sixty today, so wow. I hope she met you know her goal. So yeah, uh, so okay. I was uh, coming back from Minneapolis yesterday, and along thirty five, they have a big sign that says uh, Monarch Flyway, and they did that a few years ago because uh, the monarchs are in trouble. And I thought, well, it's a good flyway, and you got plenty of grassy area you can grow milkweed and flowers and this sort of thing. But it's a bad place because you got all these cars flying down the road, you know, killing monarchs. And uh, years ago, this back in the 70s, I taught second graders a, a unit on monarchs. And we'd get body parts to put under the microscope so they could see the, the little, like little flakes on the wings and the clubbed uh, antenna and the little spikes on their feet and this sort of thing on their legs. And you'd just go out in the teacher's parking lot, walk among the cars, and you could find dead monarchs. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. I've seen one so far this year, and uh, I have a uh, milkweed plant that I grow. And so uh, they are in trouble. And so I was just encouraging people to, uh, and it's great, to plant milkweed. Monarchs are in trouble because they are, they got one, they have milkweed. If all the milkweed is gone, then the monarchs are gone. And so uh, as people sprayed and sprayed more ditches and fields, you know, they're having real problems, and the populations are way down. So uh, they are a fascinating little creature. You figure you have a, uh, a little egg on a milkweed leaf, and then a little caterpillar comes out very tiny, and he eats that eggshell, and then he starts chomping away on those tough milkweed leaves. And uh, they say that because uh, you ever taste the milkweed, the, the juice? Mm. As a kid, oh, I did. I thought, oh, milk. It's terrible. But that that helps keep predators away from these little caterpillars because they taste horrible because they eat milkweed. But they eat and eat and eat and eat and grow and grow and grow and grow. And then all at once, they get real restless and they start crawling away. And they will find a spot and they'll climb up and they will, they have, uh, they can make like silk, like spite out of their mouth. So they uh, make this little silk button and they get turned around. They got these two little spikes at the very end at the, at the tail end, they stick into that button, and then they hang down, and they start, they form a J, and they'll just hang there. And then all at once, you'll see them, they'll start wriggling and wriggling, and that skin will split. And they will wriggle and wriggle and wriggle until that skin comes clear up the body to the very top where the little button is, and then it will fall off. They, but then what you got left is a beautiful <coughs> little green, looks like a little bag, it's got beautiful gold dots on it along the seams. It's just, it's the most beautiful thing. And so that sits there. And inside, it just kind of, it, as I say, it liquefies and then a butterfly forms out of that. Oh, wow. And when it turns black, you know, it's going to split open. And then when it turns black, that's the, the monarch inside there. It'll split open and it'll crawl out and it just hangs there. And uh, it's got tiny little wings and a big swollen abdomen. And it'll hang there and it has to dry. And it'll start pumping those wings and it pumps the fluid from the abdomen out into the, the veins in their wings and that, that hardens. And when that hardens, then they can fly away. 
and you think about it, you have a caterpillar. The caterpillar is, his eye is good to tell light from dark. That's about it. The monarch has a faceted eye, thousands of facets that can see in every direction at once. The caterpillar has a mouth that can chew these tough milkweed leaves. The monarch has a little tube, a proboscis, and all it does is drink liquid. The caterpillar, all it can do is crawl. The monarch can fly all over. And so it's just, the, the change is, it, it couldn't be more of a change from that caterpillar through the chrysalis to that monarch butterfly. And uh, you can tell the males have two little black spots on the, on the hind wings, the females don't. And they live a few weeks and they mate and then the female lays eggs and they die. And that cycle goes on over the summer but in late August through in September, that butterfly that hatches, that caterpillar hatches out and then it becomes a butterfly. It doesn't mate and it congregates on butterfly trees where with thousands of other butterflies and they fly south to Mexico. And uh, they winter there and then the next spring they start flying back. And uh, they say they found one monarch in England once. They figure it must have flown over the Atlantic Ocean, probably got caught in an air current or something. Yeah. But they fly over the desert in Mexico and all that sort of thing to get to this one area where it's cool enough that they don't burn up all their energy. They just kind of hang there and they can cluster on each other, keeping themselves warm. Right. And uh, they stay there during the winter, and in the spring they start back, and you know that, that one doesn't make it all the way back. It, they start, uh, they go with the milkweed, and then so you get one generation, they'll fly a little farther, and then they get to Iowa and this sort of thing, and all over the country. So they're just a fascinating little critter. And I often wondered, and you said something, uh, Sandra at Fontana, because she does the tagging every every uh, September, mm -hmm. of how many butterflies she's tagged like 20 years ago and how many in the last few years. Right. I bet the number is much smaller, because I've done that with her before, and in several years ago we caught quite a few of them. But uh, mm -hmm. So anyway, they're just such a fascinating little creature that all they need is they need milkweed and they need flowers. And so if you have space in your garden or in your yard, a little flower bed, uh, to get a milkweed plant in, why they grow very easily and they come back every year and you'll get monarch butterflies and it's one way to really help them. And then if they have some, some flowers for the nectar, why, uh, I don't know, I just, they're a, a tremendous little bug. Yes, And the, what they go through is just, it's just amazing, you know. I mean, you think about a little pig grows into a big pig, but this is completely a complete revolution. It's just entirely different from the beginning to the end. And so, so I just I mentioned monarchs. And uh, if you have a chance, plant some milkweed, some flowers. And in Japan, they're called flying flowers. I think that's so wonderful. Oh, that that's is what they're called neat. butterflies. And so I thought that, that's pretty neat. So anyway, that's my thing about monarchs. Well, so. Thank you. Speaking of butterflies, um, a listener, um, Andy Boniface Martin, um, sent me a couple of pictures this week um, of, she calls them, um, I believe they call them omen butterflies. Um, have you heard of those, Jill? No, I, I hadn't heard of them either, yeah. but they're just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're different colors, like the monarchs. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell, but they, she has a, a neat little garden out back of her house, from what I could tell, and she took a couple of pictures. Yeah. I left out one thing, that's a guacamole. But the farmers, guacamole is so big, and avocados, and so some of the farmers in Mexico in that area are cutting down the butterfly trees so they can grow avocado oh. trees to provide avocados to America for the guacamole. And so oh. uh, that's one more thing, one more strike against them, you know. So, uh, But the numbers, the percentage of butterflies that are there every year is down every year, and so they are in real trouble. So it's something that even in our lifetime we could see the end of them. So sort of like sort of like the bees that 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 bring the honey. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know we're losing. Well, butterflies are pollinators too. I mean they help with that, and so like the bees do. And, and yeah, yeah. I, several years ago where they had uh, in certain streams were in trouble. They were dying out, mm -hmm. and the ecologists were saying that's a, a warning to us as people that uh, if these frogs aren't making it in the water that we're it's there. It's, it's going to roll back. You know, it's, it's just a warning sign that things are not well and that we need to do something different because if it's killing those frogs and it's just going to roll up to us someday. And so, uh, uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're thank welcome. You. Yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It is uh, yeah. to think what we once had. Yeah. yeah so. 
If you'd like to donate to the Steve Brown Art Center or have an idea for an event, go to stevebrownartcenter.org and follow the link. If you have news or would like to sponsor us, email us at stevebrownartcenter.org. Call 319-290-0241 and leave a message. Um, I'm Jim Gillespie. Thanks to uh, special guest Jill Shemin and co-host Dale Reber, producer Blake Tempest, and Kelly Sihas at Cowork 591 Studios. Thanks to the audience for bringing these stray dogs into your day. Remember, each day is about little victories. Thank you very much.